Yeah, Father, we just thank you for Sally, Lord. We just thank you for the, the passion and the joy of what he carries, just the message of your redemption, of your power in his life. And, Father, we just pray that our hearts are going to be open today, our spirits to just receive, Lord, not only words but impartation of the Spirit. Thank you, Father. Amen. Awesome. Thank you. Wowzers. All right. Let's do what I've been called to do. All right. Um, firstly, I would like to um, extend the invitation to our uh, family hangout that's happening today straight after church. I've got my uh, cricket pitch, uh, you know, ready, my form, my, my, uh, my touch skills ready. You know, I'm, I've been practicing my sidestep and I'm ready to hang out with my family, you know. I'm ready to have fun today. I love fun. I reckon Jesus was a fun guy to hang out with. So I'm his son, so I'm, I'm full of fun too. So, so yeah, I invite you to come, uh, bring, bring lunch, uh, invite your friends and, and family, and let's hang out and just have a good, good afternoon uh, playing some sport and hanging out. Amen? All right. Okay. So um, this morning, I wanted to, um, I basically just wanted to create an opportunity for people to come before God. Uh, since it's the beginning of the year, 2016, uh, you know, 2015's finished now. You know, all the stuff that happened then is, is gone. Some good, some bad. It's finished now. But it's 2016 now. And this is, I, I wanted to create an opportunity for you to come before God this morning and just really sort some things out with Him. Sort some things out with yourself. Sort some things out with uh, the people that you need to sort out. And I think today's a really good time to do that. <laughs> so um, I also wanted, like my heart is, is and as I'm, I'm, I'm sharing this, uh, I wanted this for myself. I just want to sort it out with God this morning, and I want to add value by, by um, grabbing a hold of the things that I, I kind of missed last year or a couple of years ago, like my dreams that I believed in or the prophetic words that I kind of didn't really um, gel with and I just left them on the shelf. I wanted today to be the, the time for me and for our family to just really grab hold of those promises and just, just really re-look at them and start to believe in God for those things to come true because there are a lot of dreams in us that we've kind of... We've kind of um, you know, these dreams are, are dreams that God have, has given us as the solution for um, our world's uh, problems. And they don't get, if they don't get fulfilled, you know, I don't know how to answer that, but if they don't, they don't get fulfilled, for me, it seems like that dream just dies. And, and a whole bunch of people who were relying on that dream to come to pass or to come to fruition... Um, don't really get the opportunity to hear the gospel, to see Jesus Christ. Um, so I think I think it's really important that you um, that you come and you you deal with that this morning. So that was my heart. Do you understand what I'm saying here? Okay. So if you could kindly turn Facebook off and um, now turn the um, uh, Bible app onto your phone and type in Hebrews 12 verse 2. We are going to read. Um, from that scripture but before we do that I want to pray thank you God that I get this amazing opportunity to partner with you to encourage your church and your family thank you God that um that we are here in 2016 ready to 
to hear and do whatever you have called us to do. And Holy Spirit, I ask you now to go out into the congregation and start touching people's hearts. Start to minister to them. And I, and I call forward the ministering angels right now from heaven to be released to do what you do best. Uh, so in Jesus' mighty name, we pray. Amen. Okay, so if we could have a look, or could we um, turn the projector on? Where's my little um, change the world thing? How do you turn that on? Sorry, real casual. Eh? <laughs> Excellent. All right, so the name of my uh, message this morning is The Joy Set set Before Us. And it's taken from uh, Hebrews 2, uh, Hebrews 12, verse 2. Fixing our eyes on Jesus, the pioneer and perfecter of our faith, of faith. For the joy set before him, he endured the cost, scorning the shame, and sat at the right hand of the throne of God. Okay, so... um, Basically, I, wanted, I want to have a look at that bit where it says, joy, for the joy set before him. And I want to look at this not from the perspective of uh, joy in terms of the manifestations of joy or the characteristics of joy, but I want to use the lenses of a leader. I want to look at it from a leader's perspective and see that, that, that bit of scripture as a motivational Um, part of the scripture so in other words what i'm saying is jesus came to earth died for our sins and he went through all this this pain and suffering what was the motivation behind that what was the driving force that allowed him to overcome what he overcame on the cross that's what i'm looking at here are you with me so so the question that i've been asking since i've studied this is what was the joy Set before him. What was that joy? And I want to look at that this morning. In the beginning, God, I believe that in the beginning, God had a dream. And that dream was to have an internal loving relationship with you and I. That was his heart's desire. That's what he longed for. When he hung out with, I mean, hung out, sorry. When Jesus, God, and Holy Spirit... (laughs) met up to, to, to create this, this plan and put this plan together, their motivation was simply that they want a people to fill this planet that will only love him, only want to serve and adore him. No, no, no agenda, no manipulation, no, no, no um, you know, tricks on the side. It's just a, a, a planet that is filled with people that just love and adore him. That's the desire and the plans that God set in the beginning of time, before the, the world even began. They dreamed up a, a love relationship between them and man. Genesis 1.27 says God created man in his own image. But, and and it, he also created Adam and Eve. So in the beginning... God created Adam and Eve, and with this heart's desire that I want a relationship with humans, and I want them to love me because they choose to love me. 
And he creates Adam and Eve, and we all know what happens with Adam and Eve. If you do not know the story about Adam and Eve, I would like to encourage you to um, grab yourself a Bible and just have a look at, at that story and, and um, possibly ask someone of the leadership team to take you through that, and, and, and we can pray for that, all right? But Adam and Eve, they're created, you know, and, and there's so much plans for Adam and Eve, but they kind of, you know, stuff it up a little bit. And the human race just develops. But I I really believe that that really did break God's heart. It really did break God's heart. Because of his longing and his desire to have this relationship with humans. And then then the very people that he wanted to love him back broke that through disobedience. But life continued on. There's a story about Noah. There's the development of, of the human race through the relationship of, of Abraham and the promises that God gave Abraham. And then there was King David, the intimate relationship with King David. Then there was the Israelites, the up and down mood of the Israelites who would always get themselves into trouble. God would rescue them, bring them back out, some other nation. They would disobey and then some other nation would take, take, um, take them captive. Then they'd cry out to God. There was this real sort of up and down thing with the Israelites. And then it comes to the New Testament where Jesus himself comes to, to planet Earth. You see, the thing is, when God, Holy Spirit, and Jesus created this idea, and when Adam and Eve sinned and stuffed it all up, it was going to cost Jesus. So when you have dreams, especially if your dreams are uh, to, to, to do with your destiny and your calling, do not think it's not going to cost you because it's going to cost you. It costed Jesus. Jesus knew that he would have to come down from his throne and become a human. Jesus knew that he couldn't, he couldn't use his special powers to, to just blow people up if they didn't believe in him. He didn't, he didn't, he didn't just... You know, he he wasn't allowed to send for Gabriel and go, hey, that guy doesn't believe in my message, off with him. It didn't happen that way. You see, when Jesus came, he had to come and he had to hang out with us. He had to walk among us. He had to live with us. He he, um, had to suffer the, the same things that we had to suffer. Why is that? So that no man can ever say that God does not understand what it means to be a human. Because he does. And he did. And he overcame. So that is no longer an excuse for humans. You know, from... I've completely just gone past my notes. All right. Uh, <coughs> Uh, what was I saying? Oh yeah. So, so, <laughs> Holy Spirit, do your work. <laughs> Don't worry about the notes. <laughs> Jesus titled when he came. He t- he basically just titled his his vision and his his purpose in his life. Uh, he titled it the abundant life. He said, "I have come to give you life." In life in full abundance. Now that was, that was with the power of the Holy Spirit. That was with his main connection with Papa God. And that was him 
That was him expressing the, the power of the Holy Spirit. That right there is the full life. That is, the, that, is the, that is what a Christian looks like living out a life in full abundance, connected with God, hosting the presence of the Holy Spirit, and releasing that on the planet. You see, his mindset was on, his mindset was in heaven. His body was on earth, but his, his mindset was on, on um, heaven. Therefore, his actions expressed and manifested the things of heaven on earth. Do you understand that? He knew who he was. So, to recap, he's got this amazing plan. Man, I really, really, really want to hang out with Troy forever. I really, really, really love liberty. I really, really love humanity. All right. How can we come up with a plan so that they choose to love us back? All right, let's put two trees in the garden. Let's see, let's see what happens. See what they choose. And then they realize, well, they didn't just come all of, all of a sudden realize. They knew it from the beginning, but they, they, they knew that this was going to cost. And Jesus, so Jesus is on earth. Jesus is on earth. And he's living his life. And since he was born, the very, the very day he was born, kings were trying to kill him. When he's born, he's not born with a, with a father. He, is, he experiences being fatherless. When he starts up his ministry, when he starts up his ministry, uh, the Pharisees and the, and, the, and the super leaders of the day try to kill him. He preaches to the crowd and even the crowds try to kill him. Thank you, Jesus, that you are not going that way. He, he, um, he even gets rejected by his hometown. His hometown rejects him. And that's not even the part where he gets whipped. He gets beaten. He gets spat on. He gets abused by, by, by the Roman soldiers. He's hanging on the cross. He's, he's, he's in full pain. That's not even that part. His disciples, the ones that hung out with him for three years, they deny him. One betrays him. The so-called I'm the man, Peter, well, he denies him first. But yet, what was the joy that, that, what was, the joy that was set before him? What was, it, what was the driving force that allowed him to overcome those obstacles, those rejections, that pain and suffering? What was the, the joy? You could say that the joy that, that was set before him was the fact that once he does this job on earth, he is going to be reunited with his father. You could say that the joy set before him was that he's going to go back to the, to the environment of heaven. You could say that the joy set before him was um, that he is going to, to be seated and glorified and, be, and sat on the right hand on the throne. You could say that. But I would like to, to uh, propose that the joy set before him was the actual, um, actually, let's have a look. At, the Bible actually hints this out. Uh, Proverbs, Proverbs 
30, uh, 13. You guys still with me? See, I just missed all those verses. Man. Um, <clears throat> Proverbs 13, verse 12 says this. Hope deferred makes the heart sick, but a longing fulfilled is a tree of life. I believe that in the beginning when they were dreaming up this love relationship with human beings, that he looked at, this, at the timeline of hu- human history and he knew he had to pay the cost. I believe that the longing, that the, the motivation, the vision, the purpose for his life was that he saw the joy set before him and that joy that was set before him was the fact that he was coming down on earth to set the bride of Christ free. That means that you are the joy that was set before Jesus Christ when he was carrying the cross, the, the cross, when he was getting whipped, when he was in pain and suffering, when he was on this planet, uh, nearly getting, you know, like persecuted and, and all of the stuff that he went through, he was focused on the fact that one day the bride of Christ is going to be set free and they are going to uh, do greater things than me. You know, in the book of Revelations 19, book of uh, Revelations 19, it says, it says, let us rejoice and be glad and give him glory for the wedding day of the Lamb has come. His bride has made herself ready. That, I, I really, really believe that that was the joy that gave gave Jesus the motivation to be able to overcome what he overcame. And and guess what? We today we have that opportunity to say thank you for to him. We have the, the opportunity today to say, hey, thank you so much. This also teaches us that joy is really, really valuable in the kingdom. Because that was the very reward that Jesus was given by God. He didn't give God anything else, but he gave him joy. That teaches us that joy in the spirit is of great significance. That means that when I have joy in my life, when I receive the Holy Spirit and I receive the fruits of the Holy Spirit, and, and joy is oozing out of me, I am living my life in full abundance. I am not trying to be a Christian guy being happy. Telling jokes. <laughs> trying to perform. I am connected with the Father. The Holy Spirit is on me. The, the Holy Spirit dove is on my shoulder. I'm hosting this presence why? Because that is the life full of, that is the full abundant life that you can live. That is, that is your best life. You've always dreamed. Last year, I bet you, you were dreaming, what does my best life look like? I bet you last year, you were making plans and you were making goals in the beginning of the year. You want, the, you want to be the best you you can be. Well, guess what? The way that you become the best you is to receive the Holy Spirit into your heart and into your life and then release that that sucker. (laughs) Release it. Why? Because when you do that, you destroy the works of the enemy around you.
Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, come. Why don't you close your eyes for a sec? Close your eyes. Holy Spirit, we honor you this morning. We thank you for your presence. We thank you that you get to work in our hearts. We thank you that that you are able to, to bring the best out of us. And we love you so much. We thank you this morning that we were your heart's desire from the beginning of time. Even before the world was created, you wanted to have a relationship with us and you invested your Holy Spirit in us. And this morning, this year, we want to learn how to host you. This year, we want to learn how to set you free to do your thing. We don't want to confine you anymore. We don't want to put programs around you. We don't want to pretend that we know everything. We just want to release you because you're the one that's going to help us change the world. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. Hey, if you felt that that was something that you would really want to, to be a strong part of your life this year, I, I, I just want to encourage you, after the, after the service, come and get prayer. Uh, we're going to have our prayer ministry team. Come and tell them that this is something that you want to sort out and you want the Holy Spirit to really just be a strong part of your life this year. Amen? To come to the front, get baptized, do what you need to do, and, um, and let's see you live your best you. Okay, so I just passed that. <coughs> okay, let's look at this. It's time to re- this year, it's time for us to relook at those prophetic words. There's been so many prophetic words that have spoken over your lives, and, and God has always made sure of that. You can never tell me that God hasn't spoken over you, because God in some way, shape, or form has sent someone to encourage you, sent someone to, to pray for you, It's just you have to go in to that closet and bring that sucker out, blow the dust of that, and just open it up and say, all right, God, I'm ready. I'm not going to let fear and doubt this year uh, destroy me from from attaining my destiny. I am going to believe in these dreams. I'm going to believe that I can be the best me because I have you. I have the whole of heaven behind me. In Revelation 19.7, it says that, and his bride made herself ready. I believe that God gave you the dreams that you once believed in, the prophetic words spoken over you in 2016 is the year where the bride can start to make herself ready. It's a time now to, to be smart about what we do, not trying to perform. And, and can I just um, add, add something here, just a side note. When a pastor gets up or a speaker gets up and says it's not about performance and it's not about striving, I feel that some Christians trap themselves in the middle by, by believing that because it's not about performance and it's not about striving, they trap themselves in the middle by saying, well, I don't have to do anything now. 
I think that's a real sad, sad, sad Christian life. I, I, I really believe, I see that so, so much in church. God is going to do it for me. In, the, in a sense, yes, that is true. But let's look at what Jesus did. He had to choose to lay down his life. He had to take, that is massive. The guy was God. <laughs> but he had to choose to lay it down. Then he, he had to, to come into a world where it was filled with pain and suffering. And he had to, to choose to, to connect with the Father. With, now when I say that, I'm not trying to get you to, to okay, I've got to wake up at 4.30 in the morning and connect with God and be holy and, and righteous. Thy shall wake up at 4.30 because this makes me a godly man. No, that's not what I'm saying here. I'm trying to, I'm trying to, to build our church family that it's, 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 not about, it's not about staying in the middle where it's like, oh, I can't do that. Because that's a performance. Oh, I can't do that. Oh, it's striving. Oh, I am so holy now. Why? Because I just don't do anything. <laughs> I, just, I just kind of just come and I'm here, folks. <laughs> I've turned up. Now you can start church. <laughs> you know, it's, I, want, I, I want you to understand that that mindset is also a mindset of the orphan spirit. But what I am saying is look at the example of Jesus Christ. He was connected with the Father. He was hosting the Holy Spirit. But he had to get up and go and preach and proclaim the gospel of Jesus Christ in the cities. He had to get up and find Peter and tell Peter about the gospels. He had to, he had to chase his destiny. Because in his heart of hearts, he's, had a, he's got a dream. What's his dream? You're the dream. The bride of Christ was his dream. You are the motivation that caused him to get down on his knees and say, God, help me, they've done it again. When will they learn? You are the motivation. You are the reason why he pursued his destiny. He had a vision for his life. He had a purpose for his life. He didn't just sit around and not do anything with his life. That is so dishonoring. That is so dishonoring to the Holy Spirit, to God, because he sacrificed his life. Oh my gosh, where's that going? <laughs> Woo! <sighs> so, just like Jesus had to choose to come down from his throne... You have to come down from your high throne. You have to come down and humble yourself before God and say, God, what do you want me to do? All right. Is it, is it pray? Is it, not pray. Is it heal the sick? Yes. I want you to heal the sick. All right. I'll heal the sick. Is it turn up to church and learn how to host the presence? Yes. I want you to do that. Does it have a, a love relationship with that person over there who always annoys me? Yes. I want you to buy that person coffee. <laughs> and love even more next week, Burger King. <laughs> I 
God gave everything. You know that verse, um, that's, oh man, I love that verse. A longing fulfilled is a tree of life. But, but just before that, just before that, it says that hope deferred makes you, I won't say it, you look it up. I don't want to say it. But that word defer means put off. That, ho- that, that word defer means postpone, delay. So the longer you delay your dreams and your visions and your desire to fulfill what God has called for you to do in your life, you fill the blanks in. So that's why this year, like this service, today, right now, <laughs> it's an opportunity for you to sort things out. No more doubt. No more, don't, don't even worry about what the enemy's doing. It's not a battle between God and, and the devil. He, he, don't worry about what he's doing. You worry about what you are doing in the kingdom of God. That's all you have to focus. So you come, deal with your stuff this morning. God, I've got these dreams that I've wanted to be a, I wanted to be in the circus. And I, I want to learn how to, I want to learn how to um, do that swing thing. God, I want to be the best at it. I want to be the best swing fella. Help me do that. So I can also reach those other people in the circus. I don't know what dream you've got, but that dream that's been hidden inside of you needs to come out. And 2016 is going to be the year where it does come out. It is going to come out of liberty. It's going to come out of you. Now, you, you, there are people in here who may have been on fire for God and they were zealous. Like if they washed dishes, it was so anointed, it was just super zealous. But then something happened. Something happened. They got offended. They, they got hurt. And for years and years now, they've been sitting on the sidelines. Well, I believe if that's you today, I believe it's a, this today is an opportunity for you to sort stuff out Get over that little hump, work it through with God, and say, God, I'm tired of sitting on the sidelines. I want to come in and play the game. I want to be a part of the game. I want to be a part of this team. I want to get, I want to get, I want to have that zealousness to because to be honest, the very thing that because I was like that, the very thing that you desire the most are really those days when you were fired up. You may, be, you may be bitter or complaining about stuff, but deep down in your hearts, mate, you knew, you know that those were the best times of your life. But you can still have that. We can do great things this year as a family. We can actually fulfill our vision. <laughs> Imagine that. It's just fulfilling the vision. <laughs> that is so courageous. It is. It's so courageous. Jesus set the example for us. We have no excuse. We, uh, uh, we have been empowered with everything. God, God gave Jesus everything that he needed. Everything. Prophesied, Isaiah prophesied that Jesus was coming. 
So if you need a prophetic word, come to the front so you can start your journey. You know, Jesus, Jesus had God. Jesus had Holy Spirit. Jesus just lived it out. And I, and I really, really want the Lion of Judah that has been inside of you, that has been voiceless, I want that to come out this year. The Holy Spirit wants that to come out this year. The Lion of Judah is going to come out of liberty. There needs to be a roar more than just um, hype and, and, and kind, of, kind of like this performance mentality where my, um, my, my words are, are kind of explain my faith. No, I want your, the Holy Spirit desires for your life to be louder than your words. So loud that it roars like this. You know, when you, when you make a stand for Christ, you're saying, hey man, I'm, I'm breaking all boundaries. I, I don't care what, what all of that other stuff has. I am roaring out. I am passionate about this God. With all of the joy in his heart, he, he gave his life for me. He gave his heart for me. How dare I just sit and just do nothing. I have got gifts. I've got talents. I better not fall. But... <laughs> He had a roar, man. And there is a roar inside every single one of you. And I am calling that out of you. Breaking tradition. You've got to break the mold. Don't worry about what's happening in your workplace. You break the culture the moment you walk into that place. You change your environment. Sorry. Got a bit hyped. <laughs> Woo! Yeah, this is what I see. This is what I see. I see a people so zealous that you don't have to ask them to come to the front. They'll just run to the front. So zealous when worship is up. They know, man, this is my connect with God time. I love this. It's not a religious act. It's not a bunch of regulations and rules. This is an opportunity where I connect with heaven. I need this because my week has been tough. I need this because my workmate is sick and needs prayer. I need this because my family, they don't believe in Jesus. I need this because, because my dad is sick or my, my daughter is sick. I need this. I need this time. I'm not going to dishonor the Holy Spirit when he turns up. I'm not going to dishonor myself. I'm not, going to, I'm not going to just sell myself short because my life is so valuable. It's so valuable that Jesus himself gave his life for it. I think I said everything I said. You know, nothing else to say, I guess. <laughs> Shucks, that just... Uh, Revelation 3, I'll just read the verses then. How's that? <laughs> Are you guys inspired? Did that inspire you? Did that encourage you? That you have that opportunity this year? You don't have to be fearful anymore? Yeah, see? Even the crowds are roaring. <laughs> Revelation 3.21 says, To the one who is victorious, I will give the right, right to sit with me on my throne. Just as I was victorious, I sat down with my father on his throne. Perfect example. Did it all. Did it all. Did it all. Did it all. Holy Spirit, you're good. 
Holy Spirit, you're good. Yeah. When did you close, close your sorry, close your eyes again. Yeah, Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, I want to talk to you about my dreams. I've been kind of lazy. I've been kind of I've been kind of doubtful. But I know that those dreams will give me so much satisfaction. Because this is what you dreamed for me. We dreamed this up together. So this morning, Holy Spirit, empower me once again to have the courage to take on these dreams. Thank you, Jesus. And those prophetic words that I neglected, Jesus, I ask you to rewrite them alive in my heart again so that I start to search you out on how I can walk these out. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Holy Spirit. I kind of just, mate, I don't know, I think I smashed that, eh? (laughs) 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 So, all right. So now it's not about me. It's not about me. It's about you now making that decision to take this opportunity to sort stuff out. And I don't want half the congregation coming up to the front because then the half that comes up to the front are going to look at the half that's sitting back there. Why are they so righteous that they don't come up to the front? (laughs) What are you trying to tell me? But I'm not trying to force you either. I'm not trying to force you either. But... I want to minister. I want to pray for people. I want people to be inspired. That's my gift. I'm a Barnabas. That's my gift. I love to encourage people. When, when I encourage someone and someone is really living out their dreams and their lives and I sit back and I look, man, I'm so privileged that I was a part of that. I love it. I love that. So this morning, if you have been on the sidelines And this year, you want to change that. I want you to come up. This year, if you... Go ahead. Come, come, just as I'm speaking. Come. If you have been desiring this whole gift of the Holy Spirit, but you haven't understood it, come up and receive the Holy Spirit this morning so that you can live 2016 with power. And now... If you have been hiding the dream that God has given you, the desire in your heart that you secretly know that you're supposed to do, you may have, you may have all the money in the world, you may have the perfect job, but if that is not the dream that you know that you're supposed to be doing or living out, then that is still second best. That is not a life in full abundance. So if that's you, if that's you this morning, I want you to think about it and come up. This is your opportunity. And also there are people here, I feel in the spirit, that don't really know Jesus. Kind of testing the waters a little bit. Well, I want to ask you to take the step of faith, even though you don't understand stuff, to just say, well, 
I've tried every other way, but nothing has worked. I want to give God a shot. Does that make sense? If you do not know Jesus Christ and you want a personal relationship with this Jesus that gave his life for you, if you want to know your destiny and your calling in your life and your purpose and vision, then you come to the front and you say to Jesus, God, I want a relationship with you. All right. Let's bow our eyes. I'm going to pass it to um, Pastor Trent now.